Well, hello everyone. I hope you're doing well. We are doing pretty well, but we're experiencing some real heat right now. Uh, but yeah, we're back again with that other episode of the Young and Foolish podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about a topic that we've brought up many times before in previous episodes. Something that always seems to um, be relevant to other other concepts and topics. And it's something that we said we're going to talk about on a separate episode. And today, that's the episode. We're going to talk about consumerism. So I guess... To start off, I'll ask you guys, how has consumerism, at least in the recent times, affected your life? Starting with something more personal, and then we'll work on more kind of broad, more societal level, but just personally. Uh-huh. Well, I think, it, uh, I think it touches almost every facet of modern life, you know, from just everything. You know, the food you eat, the electronics you use. Um, nowadays with Amazon, pretty much anything you buy, Walmart, all these, pretty much every big company is kind of feeding into consumerism a little bit because that's kind of what you have to do, you know, to get the profits, you know. You got to focus on the consumer. You have to make them want to buy more and people want to buy more, more often than not, you know. Uh, obviously, yeah. there's a lot of people who are very humble and they would, and they, they can see past all that and they really just live off of the, uh, they only buy what they really need, uh, not because not out of necessity, but because they just feel like it. You know, you see that with a lot of uh, very wealthy individuals. Actually, a lot of rich people, a lot of millionaires, don't flex their wealth. You know, they're just they're chilling. That's how they got rich in the first place, man. They're not busy buying Gucci and stuff. They're not just doing all that stuff. But it, yeah, it touches just about everything. You know. Yeah. In life, this is my thoughts on it. Making people want to consume more. Yeah. What about you, Ray? What do you think? Um, like how it's impacted my life? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I gotta agree with Lorenzo. Um, I feel like it's kind of everywhere now. Like there's, especially here, you know, in like first world countries or like really developed countries. Um, I like the advertisement for a lot of things. Um, really, you know, lead the public or lead a lot of people to believe like you need something. Um, like an example would be like a dishwasher, bro. Like you know how everyone's like, "Yo, come on!" Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know how everyone's like, "Oh, yo, you got a target." Did we talk about this last time, or did we talk about this off, uh, off, off? No, it was definitely. we did record it. Yeah, yeah, this was from the culture one. It, it was recorded. Okay. Yeah. Man, come on, dude. Bruh. Stop hating on my dishwashers, dude. Come on. That's, that's a good one. You can't come on. That's a good one. That's worth it. That's worth it. But, um, yeah, no, I feel like uh, Lorenzo says, you know, a lot of things that people want right now are really kind of extra things to, I guess, for, you know, better quality of life rather than a necessity. Um like, I personally think I'm a pretty uh, minimalistic person. I don't really go out of my way to, to buy things or to, to really purchase anything that's... Unless, like, you know, I really need it. Um, like, the headphones I had, you know, for eight years, that was... Mm-hmm. 
That was uh, <laughs> fifteen bucks. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was good value. Man, they lasted you forever, and they I were know. good. Yeah, dude, they were really like nice. You're hearing in video games, crazy. Dude. Dude. You hear like a pin drop on the other side of the map. It's insane, dude. It was pr- like I was surprised, man. Like I, I didn't know like how good it was actually until like we started playing tag squad. But um, yeah, yeah. But it it also has its like negative effects, um, more than. Well, I wouldn't say more than positive, but it has its equal, you know, of like negative, like pros and cons. Um, like it, well, like it really helps the economy grow, you know. So that's a that's yep. a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it misleads a lot of people into thinking they need things that they don't actually, you know, make them waste their money or, um, I guess, misuse their money. So. Um, I don't know, it's kind of a little something to, to think about. But um yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've uh yeah. touched on a lot of very good points. I'm mean, just the thing about it kinda of being everywhere now. Like obviously consumerism has been a thing for for quite a quite a long time now. Um but mm-hmm. now with the internet, with the e commerce with the uh, the way advertisement are online on all these platforms, on TV, obviously they've been a pr- huge presence on television for a long time now, and also just everywhere on billboards at the at the bus stop, they're everywhere. You know, you always see them. So with like all these um, even aspects uh, of it, consumers even and just definitely, shopping malls. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just the it's yeah, really just that's like the epitome of consumerism right there. Yeah. And just like there's so many malls around, it's very easy both in person and online to get things. So we definitely feel um, its presence in all the aspects of our lives. Like that's for sure. That's a very um, important thing. And it's something that I feel as well. Um, Just having the access right on my phone, right on the laptop to just uh, go on a website and buy anything really. Like you could buy... Uh, groceries mm-hmm. <laughs> you could buy snacks you could buy clothes you could buy electronics mm-hmm. so anything you could want you could just literally just um buy it right now as they make it that easy for you and obviously with that like Raymond instead there's incredible positives with the helping the economy with uh, allowing people to get um items that they actually have a use for Items that have really increased the value of the where the quality of their lives, but also there are definitely a lot of po- a lot of negatives as well, in the sense of like a lot of people because how easy it is to access these things because how um, the, just how widespread advertisement are and the way it's done um, with the targeted advertisement on like you know. You're, you know, just even Google search, even on uh, any of your social medias, it makes people feel um, maybe the necessity, but at least the desire to buy more things that really doesn't mm-hmm. add that much value to their life, doesn't really increase the quality of their life and isn't something that they'll actually have a use for. Yeah. It's just kind of putting them in a mindset of, okay, buying more, buying more, buying more. So... And that definitely doesn't, um, it definitely doesn't help that other people are doing the same thing. So you're kind of, uh, either it's FOMO where it's, um, going back to earlier, uh, consumerism with keeping up with the Joneses, which still really exists. Just having, uh, that kind of comparison with other people around you 
um, just wanting to buy more things. And, oh, they have it. That's cool. I should get it, too. Oh, that brand is a, a trend. Now uh, let me hop on that. You know, just that kind of thing mm-hmm. happening. Um, so positives and negatives definitely, definitely, definitely really exist. And just its presence, it's crazy. And that's what makes it such interesting to talk about today. Um, yeah, quick point to that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it really misleads people. Like it, it. I guess it kind of pushes people towards like mismanaging their, you know, their money, um, as well as kind of undermining what kind of situation they currently are in. Um, you know, if someone doesn't really have the money to buy certain things, but they see everyone, you know, buying it and they see like these advertisements, they're kind of getting like social pressured into it. You know, like, you know, what you said about keeping up with the Joneses, like, you know, everyone's got it. So they decide to buy it. Meanwhile, like it could have been put into better use. Um, and like, we kind of see it where parents would spend money on either gambling or, um, you know, here because in Hamilton, um, you know, the poverty rate here is like one third population. Um, so you see a lot of families, a lot of adults spending money on, you know, drugs or um, substances rather than taking care of their own family or their own children. So it does have a large effect on smaller communities as well. Um, you know, depending where you look at. So, yeah, it's just something I wanted to to mention. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not know it was like that yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, it's... Yeah, man, dude, Hamilton not having a good time. It's kind of sad, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. What's like, what's the, what's like the local economy around Hamilton built around? Well, like, you guys have like, it's, it's like a service-based economy. Well, or like, Hamilton's uh, known as like the hammer or, you know, steel city. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So a lot yeah. of steel manufacturers, you know, um, a lot of the factories are actually right by the bay. Um, and like it, it's it's main economy is based on that as well as agricultural too so yeah um, I think those are the two main sources of Hamilton's economy yeah but yeah okay. yeah interesting I didn't know that wow yeah how is steel production going in Canada I don't know um, it's not bad like, like it really depends because yeah. Hamilton's one of the biggest. If and not, how is and like how is steel doing in general, just in the world? Well, I don't know. Maybe China's going ham or something. Um, it's know. all like no idea. I don't know, man. They always yeah. do stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I think steel's steel's getting like way more expensive now because of the limited resources and yeah. because yeah. of consumerism, yeah, the lack of resources. Is, Honestly. It's getting it's yeah. getting tight. So, yeah. Hamilton, more like the Hamptons coming up soon. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Easy. Easy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just a lot of, like, little, I guess, little ripples mm-hmm. of, like, what consumerism can do to certain 
hip-hop areas, you know, whether it be, like, a country, a city, a small town. Yeah. Even a community, so. I mean. Yeah. Look at, look at Shoes, for example, right? I feel like Shoes mm-hmm. is a good example because how many people, especially, like, throughout high school, right, uh, when we went to semi, like, you know, people who went to semi, they kind of ranged from all parts of life. Well, not parts of life, but they all came from, like, different um, socioeconomic standards. You had some kids that are on the poorer side of things. We had some people who were balling, you know? Yeah. Like, some kids pulling up with a Canada goose, you know? You know, I'm looking at you, George. <laughs> Look at that. I'm just A Bali wallet? No, I'm just playing. Um, but uh, regardless, you had... A lot more kids than probably there should have been rocking some real expensive mm-hmm. shoes, you know. Um, like they could afford it, but if you look at it, and it's their choice. I'm not. I'm not trying to rag on them. Yeah. It's just interesting how nowadays people can justify spending so much money on shoes when they're so young and they have so little money, you know. Yeah. Um, for sure. Or if they're just getting that money from their parents, like it just seems mm-hmm. interesting to me that people can justify spending hundreds of dollars on shoes when they're that, you know, with at that point in life with that kind of financial yeah. standing, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is an interesting. I'm yeah. not saying it's not it's, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, weird, you know, definitely like very interesting. Better. Yeah. And like, it's still better than any other. It's, it's no like better the hype piece. than your average price shoe. You yeah. Know? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. The hype piece kind of. Exactly. Thing, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, spend, spend your money however you want. It's just kind of, a lot of time, you exactly. just mm-hmm. feel like people don't really think about it as much. It's just kind of uh, very loosey-goosey with it, very half-assing it instead of actually yeah, how... intentionally making the decisions mm-hmm. on what to buy. They also don't wear half of a... Yeah, like, it's weird how they... <laughs> just to collect. <laughs> yeah, they got to keep it fresh. Yeah. yeah. They got to keep it yeah. fresh. <laughs> Yo, they got to resell it later, dude. They got to resell it later. A lot of, um, a lot of these cultures that, that are popping up are really just based on the consumerism and certain type of advertising, mm-hmm. you know, selling these lifestyles, selling these cultures to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the communities within these cultures growing, people um, really have, a, you know, it makes it easier for people to get into it and to spend their money like that and to justify mm-hmm. the, the financial decisions they make, mm-hmm. even with little money at a young age. Um, getting money from the parents and start mm-hmm. working for it, you know, uh, situations where mm-hmm. a lot of people might question whether that's a, the wisest thing to do, but it makes it easier for people to feel like, okay, yeah, it is uh, how mm-hmm. I want to do it. So we, we definitely see kind of effects on um, just people around us and just kind of how life is with consumerism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then beyond that, just, pretty much everything else like phones right like oh yeah man. some people they're fine having a phone for three four years no problem other people like, like every year that, like every year yeah. or every other year you know uh, like that's insane like come it's on. like yeah. yeah yeah i feel like that might i feel like with phones in particular i guess that might change because i feel like lately phones have been improving less and less every year mm-hmm. so like my like for example, I'm still rocking a Galaxy S9 from like 2018 or whatever S9 Plus. But uh, I'm looking at the new phones. The new phones are nice. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. this one still works just fine, right? Yeah, I got the but iPhone 10. It was back my second was... phone. I had my first phone, iPhone yeah. 5, for like five years. Now I got the iPhone 10. I'm rocking it still. I'm not planning on getting a new one anytime soon. Like and it works really yeah, well. iPhone 10 still works just fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's, great. So that's why I'm like. 
always kind of surprised when people getting like new phones all the time or regularly every year every mm-hmm. two years like wow okay yeah. guys <laughs> uh, i don't know if you need to be spending like, like all that money on this yeah like five seven years ago it would make more sense because i'm thinking back to it like my s9 compared to the i think it's like s21 that they have now something like that they skipped a whole bunch it's not as big of a jump as it was from like my S6 to my S9 or my S3 to mm-hmm. my S6. I feel like that was worth it, but now it gets less and, worth it, yeah. less, and less worth it every year. Still, rate of technology is slowing down too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for some technologies, other ones are still chugging along just fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's like people who buy the yeah. same phone every year. You know, that just gets a little bit bigger. I don't want to say any names, any products, mm-hmm. but you know. One a day keeps the doctor away, bro. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it. It's. I feel like that's just really targeted at people who who want the latest stuff. You know, like who are really into all the products. I mean, there's always yeah. I mean, there's always going to be somebody who's you know be looking for an upgrade whether or not it was like an old phone so it makes sense that they would keep marketing yeah. the guide and doing all that stuff and then there's the crowd of people who see that and they're just yeah. like oh, i gotta have it's also because greatest. it's marketed so i mean yeah i feel like apple's not too egregious well, with their consumerism yeah but it's just i don't know the way yeah. they do it and the the way they market it is really smart though they're a really good marketing company yeah Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, and they do it very different than many mm-hmm. other companies, and it's and it yeah. works so well. Like, mm-hmm. um, the thing is, like, with companies like that, we talk about like, these cultures um, being kind of uh, more popular, and the communities within those cultures growing because of consumerism. But also, like these brands, a lot of them have very loyal mm-hmm. uh, consumers who are like trying to get their mm-hmm. new products. Um, like, some of them get their. Uh, get the brand's new products all the time. Other people, you know, they wait a long time. Uh, you know, they actually use the product for a, a while. But then when they do want to get an upgrade, when they do get a new product, they stick mm-hmm. with the same brand. So, you know, just um, kind of having that brand loyalty and mm-hmm. having consumers really buying into kind of um, basically it's almost like an idea and lifestyle yeah. that they're selling a, a lot of these brands. It, I really do feel it's like, like a lux- luxurious yeah. like type of life, like lifestyle that you try to market to people. It's also like, yeah, and also people. Yeah, I feel people yeah. are like on teams, you know. <laughs> with, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Team Apple. I feel like with Apple, Apple's an interesting case because mm-hmm. they have the whole ecosystem, right? So if you have a Mac, if you have an iPhone, if you have any of their products it's just a better yeah. experience if you have other apple products you know so like you're not going to get an apple mm-hmm. watch if you rock a samsung you know i mean you could but why would you do that um mm-hmm. <laughs> did, my, did my screen just freeze it my, my screen froze really funny <laughs> like hilarious oh, yeah. I like Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> oh god yeah. it was real bad um all right <laughs> <laughs> dude it just caught my attention all right yeah rip stephen hawking but um yeah just or if you have a mac if you're gonna upgrade to the new to a new pc yeah. like why would you switch the windows that's just gonna, kinda be, like, gonna be a whole hassle you yeah know? Might as well just i don't know like it. they make it yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, real smart with them. To me, it seems like they don't like, necessarily yeah. pressure people with Apple products to buy other Apple products, but they market it as if, like, you know, like, if you have an Apple product, you know, like, it all intertwines, right? So, like, might as well get another one and another one and another one. So, first you get a phone, then a watch, then a MacBook, you know, then to, like, home systems. Well, I mean, I don't even think it's kind of egging you on to do that. I feel like it's just, like, let's say I have an iPhone, right? And then I'm looking for a smartwatch, Right. Yeah. If I have a phone and I want a smartwatch, right? And I think it's kind of like a general pressure. You might be like, oh, I want a watch, but I don't want to, but you know, I don't mind spending a little bit more money for a smartwatch, right? Then if you have an Apple phone, yeah. the logical choice is Apple, right? Um, for computers, you know, maybe you just like, want something simple. Maybe you work, don't game. You know? yeah. Maybe you're not going to do anything too crazy on it. Yeah, it's just for work or whatever. Uh, and mm-hmm. an Apple computer should work fine, no problem, right? And if you already have, if you're already integrated into that ecosystem, so I feel like consumerism yeah. wise, and trying to get people to buy more and more and more. I don't think Apple. I, feel, I don't know. I feel like the ecosystem doesn't get you to buy more. It just when you do decide yeah, to like, buy more, you're gonna get Apple. And then once in a while, they come out with something like yeah. the uh, what do they call AirPods or whatever. Yeah, like those are those are pretty hype apparently because I mean those mm-hmm. are just you know, top of the line, really. That's what they made it look like. So I feel like something like AirPods is probably a good example of them trying to get, yeah. you know, more people to buy more and more. But beyond that, I feel like Apple itself isn't too bad as an example. I'm thinking more like just in general how people nowadays just feel like they want to buy more. Like, for, for example, look at uh, when the credit card, when credit cards first came out and people started racking up a bunch of credit card debt at shopping malls and shopping malls you know, air conditioning, getting some real nice air conditioning, making sure people want to spend time in the shopping malls. And when you're in a shopping mall, you know, you're gonna. Chances are, you're gonna buy something. Not all the time, right? Sometimes you just go to chill in the food court. But um, just things like that, you know. I feel like that's kind of at the core of consumerism. Just trying to get people to buy more and feel like they need to buy more and feel like it's a good thing for them to buy more. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not so necessary. Yeah. And uh, a very good example would be the fast fashion brands. The amount of seasons they have, like every, every couple of weeks is a new season. Every couple of weeks mm-hmm. is a new line of products. And it's just always, uh, always changing. Um, to get something one day and, you know, mm-hmm. don't have to wait long for a whole new line of, uh, of, um, you know, products to come out. And then, when you're there, when you're in the shopping malls, when you're, you're when you're on their app, on their website, looking at stuff, it's very easy. They have memberships as well, so they reward mm-hmm. you to spend more money there, mm-hmm. right? And to spend more money in general. So, and that kind of thing um, has a very negative effect both to your wallet, but also to, um, you know, we're talking about <laughs> resources and all that. And we talked about kind of um, the climate and all that so last week and consumerism in this sense really really kind of feeds into that and really makes the situation worse on both front on um, both front you know mm-hmm. your wallet and the environment yeah and um mm-hmm. yeah and speaking about fashion that makes me think is it's very interesting how you can see it like pretty much all throughout fashion and like just uh, clothing in general 
right? So like, uh, you know, you have high fashion, like, when, I don't know, Gucci or whatever, just not high fashion, but like luxury fashion and luxury brands yeah. and stuff. And they come up with, you know, seasonal stuff and all that jazz. But, you know, you're really just paying for the brand, you know? It's like super overpriced and it's not any more functional than, you know, something else. And they do look very good, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of much cheaper options that also look very good. So, you know, um, really just buying the brand, especially for, some of the, especially for the pieces that mm -hmm. have like maybe all the logos kind of embezzled on them. So that's kind of that kind of feeds into the whole you know keeping up with the Joneses yeah. idea like oh it's Gucci you know I gotta wear Gucci I gotta flex right and uh, I'm guilty of it too man dude you know when AMC blows up dude I'm gonna be rocking Jerry Lorenzo every day but that's besides the point and then it's also interesting you look at the more economical options where the prices aren't ridiculous uh, the way they advertise it's always like oh get three shirts for fifteen bucks you might not need to buy three shirts exactly save the fifteen yeah. bucks. You know, um, little things like that. Um, oh, that reminds me of the chicken nuggets at McDonald's, man. They they do me dirty every time. Anytime I want chicken nuggets, dude, I don't want to get the five piece or whatever it is. So you got to go for the ten piece. Ten piece, ten piece here is like seven bucks Canadian. But then the twenty piece is only ten bucks. So it's an extra three bucks. You double the size. Come on, dude. Yeah, just um, great marketing. You know what? I feel like they have a lot of them in the states with like, like super sizing. Yeah, super sizing me. Yeah, man. You know, super sizing crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get a burger. You want to yeah. get a burger, mm -hmm. but instead you get Smart a meal. Stuff. Hard you, to instead avoid. of getting a normal meal, you you get a <laughs> large. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, they get you, man. They get they you, get man. You. The way the advertisement marketing works for a lot of these things. Time, dude. I'm at the it makes it very easy for you to want to, yeah. you know, uh, spend yeah. more money or buy more. It makes it feel like it, it's you know, okay, it's too. Crazy you know? how it's everywhere. Yeah, because they're like, oh, yeah, they just yeah. spend some more. And then you get more things So for, like, more of the value. And, like, you know, but then at the end of the day, you're still spending a lot more money for it. So it's like, ah. Uh, yeah 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 i feel like uh i feel like jeff bezos has this one quote that kind of shows how a lot of these companies think and it makes sense right with like in regards to consumerism it's like uh but especially amazon i forget what the exact quote is but it's like oh amazon was built on an obsessive uh an obsession on customer service focusing yeah. on customers like something that, like yeah. that yeah customer service right uh, and that's how they got to be one of the, you know, the biggest companies in the world, you know. And if you look at it, you know, they keep making it easier and easier, you know. When they came out with, like, what, what is it, same-day shipping, one-day shipping yeah. or something like that. And they built, like, their own network, basically, to ship this stuff and maintain that uh, and make it profitable for mm -hmm. them. Or when they were messing around with the drones, things like that. They don't, they don't um, use drones, right? I don't know. They don't know. They, they uh, like areas. I don't know. I've never, I haven't heard of them, yeah. and I've never seen of one. You think you would have seen them, <laughs> but yeah. No, I think they just decided to go all out and bought like twenty thousand Benz yeah. trucks or something like that. I don't know, because like you or do Benz see Benz. videos of like the drones sometimes, um, like but yeah. that's only in like really rural yeah. areas where it's like hard to get to. So yeah, maybe it depends. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. I haven't yeah. heard of it. It was hype when like it was first, like, you know, announced. You're like, oh, shit. It's been a while. It was. 
Yeah. That's like one true year it actually was a big thing. But that's about it. Like, yeah. But yeah. It's consumerism equals money. Yes, yeah, but sir. that's like that's the other thing though. A lot of a lot of things, you know, they they become big, uh, and then everyone has to mm-hmm. get on it, and everyone has to get one. You know, that's the other uh, aspect of consumerism. Like, why do these things get so big so quickly sometimes? Like, when you see one thing on the internet, oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. is so cool. Where can I buy this? Can I get one of these? You know, you have these thoughts a lot of the yeah. times. You just kind of, yeah. just kind of see how they just how finish. much it's. Uh, ingrained yeah, in the like, in the culture like, social media it's always like pushing you know like yeah, trends to like wave. almost every week you know you see a new trend it's like it, it it starts getting hard to like keep up with it but people do and the and the people want to keep up with it too which is kind of like interesting but uh yeah what are you saying lorenzo yeah <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but yeah. On a different note, another thing that's interesting is the consumerism and like uh, kids' products. Now that I think about it, because like those Dude. kids, yo, poor kids, man. They keep getting bombarded with like a licensed Bro. products, man. Like, oh my god, frozen shirts, frozen water bottles, minion, minion socks, everything, dude. Pretty much everything mm. targeted towards kids is, uh, you know, yeah. Makes sense though. It makes them want to buy it, you know. But yeah. uh, or it's the same as normal socks, and that gets you started, man. So then, like, I feel like uh, when you're a preteen, and maybe you start getting an allowance or something, mm-hmm. that's when that's when the reckless spending begins, dude. They yeah. get you when begins. you're impressionable, you know, and, and they get yes, you. Sir, so they once do. you actually start yeah. having money to spend yourself, you, you know, you know, V-Bucks, they know bro. what you're gonna oh, do my with God. it, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. V bucks. Oh my goodness! Microtransactions. Guilty, guilty, dude. Guilty as charged. Oh my god, dude! I'm guilty as charged with microtransactions, dude. All all these games, man. They they always want you to like spend more Mm -hmm. money on it. Like they always trying to, you know. And I guess it kind of makes sense, but like the the extent that a lot of this is getting into nowadays, it's kind of crazy, and it's all based on you know consumerism. Mm-hmm. Just having like new skins, like skin come though. on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty guilty of that myself. Like at this point, anytime I like, for example, I played Apex Legends, and I got some nice skins for just about every character, especially the characters that I like using. But if they release a really good one, even though it might cost me like twenty bucks, and I probably won't ever use it because mm-hmm. I have better skins, I'm still I'm still. <laughs> yeah. Yikes, dude. Fomo. I don't want to miss out on this one. It's know? also like the limited oh, edition, it's so bad. like it's kind of so like idea too. It's like oh, yeah. Like you know, I'll get my twenty bucks back, but I won't ever get the skin back. Mm-hmm. You know, like so like they get you with that. Yeah. Scar yeah. City. It's also oh, like yes. man, like uh, apps these days, man. And, like, with more kids and more, like, children on, like, iPads and, you know, all those all those apps, like, that, they kind of, like, I don't know, they they kind of get the uh, the kids to spend money on it, too, without, you know, permission of the parents, too, mm-hmm. which is a really sneaky way, you know, of doing so. It's mm-hmm. just so gross, man. There's so many, like, tactics to, to take yeah. advantage of people. And... Yeah, and even like uh, when they're not um, 
getting the kids to spend money without permission, mm-hmm. but like they're just getting kids to want to Ads. buy the thing. And then mm-hmm. like, they'll, they'll like nag their parents, oh, yeah. you know, anyways. And the, the, you know, just mm-hmm. that alone is like bad enough. But like the fact that they're tricking them into yeah. like spending money on these things without permission is even worse. <laughs> it's like, holy, what? Yeah. Are we really there Bro, I, at that I point? I saw this like, screenshot, like this yeah. game, um, like some app or something, like for kids, right? And it's like like three things you gotta do to level up, you yeah. know, like do this, do this. And the last one was spend real life money <laughs> to continue. It's like, bro. And you know the kid's gonna want it too because they, they push it like right away. <laughs> like what they're right hooked onto it too. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, bro. Yeah, they're like, oh, mice well. Especially if they've already done yeah. steps one through two. You know, I don't know what the steps were, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you already used, you already put in so much work, you know, as a little kid. It's 15, 20 minutes of work yeah, or whatever. Man. You just want your mental. Like, dude, come on. You're going to let this go to waste? Oh, come man. on, dude. It's only three bucks, dude. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Honestly. It's, yeah, man. Yeah. Consumerism is really dangerous, too. Bro. What's scripture, man? Subscription services nowadays? Like, yeah. Like, the really weird ones. Where Bro, it's like, oh, shit, you can do it every week. Something like that, or we'll ship you. Oh, okay. No, oh, no, no, no. no. Just one. one wrist mafia, dude. Wrist mafia. What? Who wants a new watch every month? Who wants a new watch every month? Who wants a no-name brand watch every single month? Like, yeah, the watch is like nice and they're practical. I suppose. I don't know. I haven't. I mean, as long as it works and you can read the time, it's a watch, and they don't look bad. So. I guess from that perspective, it's better than getting like a Patek or something where it's, you know, it's going to cost a fortune. I don't think the consumers um, are debating between a Patek and a, a monthly no, no name brand watch service. <laughs> no, that's true. It's okay, okay. Or, or just like a couple of good Casios, yeah, you know, okay. or something like that. A couple of good Casios, maybe like, maybe like a cheaper Omega watch or something like that. I'm not too sure. Um, but the, like over the course of the whole year, 52. You have, yeah. Well, know, every cool. month. Oh. You have to, no, <laughs> some some of those boxes yeah, come yeah, every it's week. A, it's a monthly thing. A weekly would be insane. There's so many yeah. subscription yeah, services out there. I feel like the wine ones. I feel like a lot of like the food ones. Three like bottles the, uh, every like what? Yeah. yeah. Like the wine ones. Yeah, like every sense. two weeks or something. Like it's crazy. Yeah. The wine ones. Yeah. Appeal to alcoholics. The, the wine moms. You know. Honestly, that that feels like something I Maybe, might. It's I nice. I might spend my money on that at some too. point in my life. That, that doesn't sound too bad. Three bottles yeah, in two bottles weeks. Like like, that's not crazy, like, especially if you're like yeah. um, living with someone else too. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're mm-hmm. exactly yeah, if you got somebody else, or if you're yeah. host parties or whatever. Uh, if you don't drink wine that often, then yeah, that doesn't make any sense. There's some solid mm-hmm. services out there. Oh, yeah, I just I'll never understand that this mafia <laughs> one. But but some of them really just yeah. kind of crazy, like because it's ongoing, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're I constantly paying about it. Um, I mean, we're talking about like these uh, delivery stuff, right? But also mm-hmm. just um, all the streaming apps, you know. A lot of a lot of these apps always just have mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, monthly fees to be a member to have certain uh, level you know get a gold mm-hmm. get a premium whatever they want to call it right um, just to have additional um, you know mm-hmm. YouTube premium you get it no ads 
you could download some videos. Um, they're just different things you could do uh, just by paying a certain amount every month. So they tried, like, they're just trying to yeah, get man. you to spend more money like, all the time. Like, it's so ingrained in the like, way uh, business yeah, like, work nowadays. Look at Netflix. Like, yeah, like, you pay monthly for Netflix. But then what happens if Netflix, you know, discontinues or, like, the show that you like or the movies that you like hop off of Netflix onto like another streaming service. Then what? Like you go to that streaming service, you know, and then like, it's just all these subscriptions all add up together at the end. Um, and it's like, like, yeah, like one, mm-hmm. one product leads to the others, you know, it's kind of like Lorenzo's like watch thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like fashion, the ecosystem you know, thing. towards the, you know, yeah. the watches. Oh, yeah. People think it's necessary mm-hmm. to wear a new watch or new types of clothing every week. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get into fashion, you get into hypebeast shoes. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're into uh, yeah. luxury <laughs> brands and then you're absolutely oh broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, the thing is, to be able mm-hmm. to justify buying luxury brands from like a financial perspective mm-hmm. and not be a waste of money, you need to be pretty loaded. You need to be really loaded, you know. So if you see like some some dude it's like who wears like a relatively average yeah. job wearing Gucci, I, I mean mm-hmm. it's their money; they can do what they want. I'm not I'm not judging them, but like it's yeah. not what I would do, you know. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's kind of unnecessary, but. Amen. Yeah, but so, I mean, like, even people who are absolutely loaded, they could afford yeah. to spend their money like that for sure. But mm-hmm. like, even then, it's just like they don't need oh, to. Yeah. They could they uh, spend to. the same amount of money on other mm-hmm. stuff. Like you could. Oh, you yeah, always man. have that option to save and, money, you know? to have money. You gotta not spend money. You know. It's yeah. Okay. I think yeah. Like if they have a lot of money then the, yeah. I guess like the opportunity cost of losing that money isn't as great so really it's like yeah sure why not pay a little bit more for the status because like it's a lot more expensive mm-hmm. than anything they need but yeah. if they want to flex a bit to them it's basically pennies you know if they're that rich so at that point I kind of understand it a little bit more um, to a certain extent as long as they're not as long, if it doesn't like negatively impact their financials you know it's like oh mm-hmm. Like five years down the down the road, their luxury spending or whatever has significantly harmed their financial standing. Then I mean that's probably not a smart play, and it's their money, so they can do what they want. But um, otherwise, you know, it's like how much can the average person afford to spend on clothes, and then yeah. if they spend that on luxury goods, yeah, I mean, how much for mm-hmm. that's not going to go very far at all, you know. Yeah, uh, a, a couple of points. I, I still think it's a dangerous game, even for people who can really afford it. Uh, because if you're like so used to buying luxury brands, so used to buying like um, hypey stuff, so into trends or any any kind of um, uh, thing like that, you know, you kind of you get so used to that and seeing other people who are not living like that, you know. And a lot of times I feel like people... Um, could really look down upon people who are not kind of living the same lifestyle as they are, who are not, you know, these, you know, some of those people who you're talking about who afford, could afford that, who could spend uh, money regularly on luxury and stuff. Maybe they look, maybe that'll make it easier for them mm-hmm. to look at people who don't do that as like, I don't know, peasants yeah. or something, you know, like, like 
when you get so caught up in mm-hmm. consumerism and buying uh, specific things or following specific trends, it, I think it could shift your perspective. And, you know, I think there are other aspects to it that could happen to certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, just that other mm-hmm. thing to think about. Um, I was going to say something else. Um, I can't really remember. I was going to bring up a, yeah. another point. Um, um, but yeah. yeah. I think um, consumerism can also contribute to people's I mental states and, on that though. That's you know, sure. like perceptions as well as mental, uh, you know, uh, I guess not. Un- yeah, no, yeah. But um, yeah, like it could make people stress out about money, even though they're the ones who's spending all this money and they don't realize where it's going. You know, it could make people feel anxious or insecure or, you know, they feel bad about themselves or depressed because they don't have what, you know, everyone else has, you know, quote unquote, everyone else. So it's a, it plays a large factor in like everyone's yeah. daily lives, but it's just a lot of people don't really realize it or they've kind of accepted it, you know, like, like subconsciously, you know, they, they kind of take it whatever they're given and they take that for face value without really thinking too much about it. You know, so I don't know. It's it's definitely something that could really have an impact. Like, say, like lottery winners. You know, how many times like have people who won the lottery lose it all because they get, you know, the uh, the uh, the dopamine of like having all that money and they decide to spend it all without really investing or really like managing it properly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like also I feel like the majority of people who buy lottery tickets, like I don't know, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more common for average people with like average incomes mm-hmm. to buy lottery tickets um, than say like somebody who's super rich to buy lottery. I mean, it just makes sense, right? You already have so much money. Why would you go buy a lottery ticket? But then those people, right, if they're living off of 60000 a 100000 or something, that's already pretty good pay. You lose but then it. if you get like $50 million, yeah. if you don't know what to do with that, you don't know how to manage that money, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just going to go to waste, you know? Like, you need to learn how I to mean, manage that For kind of a money. lot of people, yeah. they don't just lose it all. They absolutely ruin their lives. You know? Like they get to a worse so, position than they started off with before they won. Um, another thing, I don't think mm-hmm. it's more, um, I don't think it's as correlated with um, the amount of money you have with uh, buying the lottery. I mm-hmm. think it's more with the uh, education level. Uh, I think I think there's higher correlation yeah. with that as opposed to how much money you make. So like mm-hmm. rich people who are not very educated are, you well, know, I feel like, I don't would know, be more likely to buy lottery tickets and uh, someone who's poor but really well-educated. Just from like stuff I've seen before. That doesn't make sense, but I feel like uh, I feel like the majority of people who buy lottery tickets don't make it as a rational decision. You know what I mean? Like everybody, I feel like everybody nowadays they tell knows you the odds. that like oh, your odds are absolutely terrible when you buy a lottery ticket. But it's like the opportunity what is, cost, is like, you, know. you know, it's two bucks or whatever. <laughs> I, I feel like it's more of an emotional decision. You're just like. I, I, f- I saw I forget where I heard this yeah I heard this really I heard this thing is you're not buying mm-hmm. the, you're not buying the lottery ticket for 
yeah. the chance to get all that money. You're buying it for that, the that's whole, that Yeah, dollar, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what they're selling you when you, when you buy the lottery ticket. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I could see, and I feel like people who already have so much money just won't be so enticed by that. There's not going to be like, oh, you know, if you're already chilling on like several million and you have a good business going, you have a really good income. Then I could, I could definitely. I mean, it kind of depends how rich we're talking about. If we're talking about like relatively speaking rich, where you got like two, three, five million in the bank or whatever, and you have like an income of like five hundred thousand or something like that, I don't know. I feel like that, that could you could definitely consider that rich, no doubt about it. But uh, if we're talking about ultra high net worth, you know, people with like thirty mil, forty mil, fifty mil, that's a different ballpark. That's kind of what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys probably won't be pulling up to the dollar to the. Gas station. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, see, I don't. Um, just because, I don't know, because I feel like those, for them, it's kind of like, the, 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 oh, well, I don't, I, it's like, yeah, sure, but the chances are so low that it'd be easier for them to look at it from a rational perspective that for them, having that lottery ticket is kind of like, well, I, I would argue that for so them, it's even easier right? to spend money on that because what's, What's three dollars, five dollars every week for for like a very, very, very bad chance of winning something? Like, um, if there, if you're saying people that rich can afford uh, to spend money regularly on luxury items, I mean, some of them, uh, you know, obviously don't want to spend their money like that. Some of them definitely don't want to spend their money on uh, a terrible chance um, to play the odds like that. Mm-hmm. But for them. They could definitely afford to do that every week. It's much cheaper than buying other stuff, you know? So I feel yeah, like some of them, uh, especially the yeah. ones who aren't thinking about it rationally, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like new money, a lot of people who don't know as much about how to manage their money, I think just having money doesn't, you know, make you uh, less likely to buy it like that. Uh, but, you know, getting back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel, okay. I don't know. I just have this. Wait, just real quick. I don't know. I just feel like I have this uh, this hunch. I mean, I don't have the numbers to back it up, but I just I'd be surprised if this wasn't the case. If you control for like the um, I don't know. I just have a feeling that if you can control for the uh, I guess distribution of wealth, feel like you'll find. I don't know. It just seems to me like less rich people would be buying lottery tickets than poor people, you know? It just seems like that's what it seems like to me. If you encounter yeah. like the distribution of wealth and be like, okay, yeah, sure, there's less rich people than there are poor people, so obviously more mm-hmm. uh, poor or middle class people are going to end up buying Proportionally, tickets. Proportionally, per... Um, but if you like per capita... Yeah, per like, each yeah, kind know, of uh, yeah, range of wealth, I guess. Yeah. yeah no, no, I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying... I think there's exactly, a much yeah. higher correlation sure, with yeah. the education uh, level as opposed to um, yeah, yeah. to the wealth level. That, that's I'm not arguing like the point you're making. I'm just saying I think there's a you okay, know okay. even greater correlation. That's that's what I was trying to get at. But uh, getting back to um, consumerism yeah, and the point that Raymond was talking about um, with people kind of. Um, looking at uh, what quote to what everyone else has and wanting to buy that and affecting their uh, both financial and also um i guess mental health um it certainly doesn't help 
the financial um, literacy and overall just kind of um, wealth management or just budgeting even um, are not taught mm-hmm. in school, are not, you know, commonly um, yeah. talked oh. about even between uh, friends or whatnot. Like it's just not something that's um, widespread and well-known. It's not the common knowledge mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of people feel like it should be. So I think having consumerism be the way it is now to such a great extent in every single aspect of our lives, um, the fact that a lot of people can't really manage their money is really a detriment and really compounds the effect that consumerism has. And I agree. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I don't know, it's weird because it's almost taboo to talk about money amongst strengths and stuff like that for a lot of people, right? And then in schools, it's like, you know, in Planning 10 here in Canada, they may, they taught you about basic budgeting, like, oh, you know, plan it out. How's your income going to be for the first year of university? How much are you going to plan on spending? Like, they had made you do this whole project. But um, budgeting is only one aspect of it, you know? Yeah. And, Beyond that, I don't, they, they really mm-hmm. just kind of leave you yeah. out in the wind. They don't do much for you at all. There's a lot exactly. to learn. And I feel yeah. like it's one of the more important things people should do. Uh, I mean, I didn't even do that project. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a uh, jazz no, with the planning. Uh, and we just and skipped, skipped a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Lucky this dude. Yeah. Lucky man, that project was whack. Yeah, oh, okay, man. I'm gonna have to spend five <laughs> bucks on body wash every month. Okay, something like that. Yeah, I don't. I guess it's good to get people to think about it, but the effectiveness of the project overall, I don't think. You know, it was good. It. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, I feel like the the budgeting, the really small stuff. I feel like they focus a little bit too much on that again I did this ages ago so I can't really remember but I think it was pretty enlightening seeing like uh, just how ridiculous the housing prices were here in Vancouver I'm like oh and think about how much worse it's gone (laughs) between the prices you know or uh, (laughs) our cars right you know looking at that and being like you know what maybe Mm -hmm. the smartest financial play isn't Mm -hmm. to get a brand new car you know things like that Mm-hmm. Our cars, even, cars is huge when it comes to consumerism. You know, even way back, like, like, one know? of the beginning things of consumerism growing is like um, the production of cars and um, getting people mm-hmm. to buy new models all the time with like Ford way back in the day. You know, that's one of oh, the yeah. one, that's like how keeping up with the Joneses kind of started almost and how consumerism really uh, got its boom and mm-hmm. cars were actually really cheap and affordable for a lot of yeah. people at the time. So they would be getting cars like every year with the new model, with a new color, because that's the kind of marketing they did. So seeing that and seeing how today we're still getting people buying new cars, even though mm-hmm. a lot of people know it's not a good financial choice to make. It doesn't make sense. Uh, the moment you buy a new car, its value is already depreciating. Um, you know, it, it, yeah. Yeah, and then like you know, you have the monthly um, like insurance costs. There's gas 
costs. You could obviously go electric or at least say a fuel efficient one or a hybrid. But um, yeah, just the cost for the fuel, there is uh, maintenance costs, there's unforeseen repair costs, just a lot of um, things that people aren't even thinking about when they're uh, purchasing a car. They're just, okay, everyone has a car. Uh, oh, they just got a new car. Maybe I should get a new car. And just that kind of thing uh, yeah, still playing effect. Don't realize, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it used to be, it's crazy. I watched the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Raymond. But I watched like a, I watched like a video a couple days ago. Cars used to be more expensive than, than houses back then. Like it, it was not uncommon mm-hmm. to have your cars be kind of like, oh, this is the jewel, you know? And then your house like, oh yeah, the house is like 2000 bucks or something like that. Something crazy though. But nowadays, you know, uh, well, the housing market's a little different. But it's interesting how people are still so interested in um, buying new cars. Yeah, definitely know. not what it used to be. Definitely not what it used to be, though. Definitely not what it used to be, for sure. Because, yeah. But weird how nowadays, if you told somebody, like, yeah, your car, your cars mm-hmm. used to be more expensive than your entire house. Yeah, house, houses are just That's really cheap. That's not a thing anymore, dude. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Not even close. It's ridiculous. It's alien. Yeah. They were really cheap, yeah. Yeah, but man, that was just crazy. Nowadays, you'd have to park like I think it was economics explaining or what channel it was, but like they mentioned, like yo, nowadays you'd have to you'd have to park some very expensive yeah. cars in your driveway for that to be. Yeah, the case. so I think cars were like yeah, um, just interesting, kind of expensive. Well, not. Even that expensive houses are just really cheap, and then um, houses the price just kept going up and up, and then cars um, got a little bit cheaper, <laughs> and then sometimes it got like more expensive, and in general it's definitely much more expensive now than it was before. But houses are com- they just completely skyrocketed, especially in a lot of uh, a lot of the, the places that we know. Yeah, a lot of places in Canada for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I forgot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's chill, it's chill. Yeah. Man. You were saying, Raymond? <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but um, kind of <laughs> getting bad, back bad. to um, financial literacy and um, how that's really compounding effect to consumerism, um, the fact that, like, a lot of people don't... Um, like, we're talking about the budgeting and um, in, like, planning thing and whatnot. But I don't think... In, like we learn much about like taxes or um about you know any anything about like taking out mortgages or uh different um accounts that you could open mm-hmm. for investing and whatnot different uh investment yeah. options just um none of that you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah no not at all and I mean, I remember I was watching a Kevin O'Leary video. I feel like half the time I'm just referencing a video, but he was mentioning that when the pandemic hit, turns out a lot of people in his like companies and in his supply chains, they didn't have any money set aside for, nice. so for emergencies at all. So they were just kind of screwed. Um, and it was like, it was some crazy, it was, it was like 30% or something, or maybe even, yeah, I think it was something like 30% of people. And his company's supply chains just were not ready for it at all financially, you know. I feel like a lot of that might be because, you know, I mean, 
a lot of people just aren't super well off nowadays, so they can't really afford to keep that much money on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes sense. You know, some places have ludicrous rent, so maybe they just literally can't afford to put away very much every month. Um, they'd have to be like penny pinching to the maximum to do that or something like that. So that makes sense. Can't expect people to like do live like that. You know, it makes sense. I mean, it would be respectable, but I can understand why they wouldn't if they're living on super tight margins. Um, but it's just interesting how uh, I, I yeah. want to know like how many of those people knew that was an issue. You know what I mean? Like of those thirty percent, how many were like okay? They knew, like, oh, yeah. if something else happened, um, I'll be I also want to add, like, before like, ah, we talk about be this, it's, just like, it's like also that, possible you know? some of them are just buying too many things I don't need and just spending their money like that as opposed to putting it away uh, with investments, with uh, emergency yeah. funds. Um, it's also mm-hmm. uh, very common for a lot of people to um, live above their means, live paycheck to paycheck. So they could live a lifestyle they can't actually afford, like they could barely afford it if they really push themselves to live paycheck for paycheck with no mm-hmm. like uh, funds left over. But a lot of people are doing that, and it's it's kind of scary. I mean, definitely, definitely are people like you're talking about who are, you know, uh, within their means or even below their means. Uh, and unfortunately, the the place they're in, the situation they're in, they literally just don't have money left over. But you know, there is definitely a big, uh, or at least a relatively large portion of people who yeah. are just living above their means and uh, spending their money like that and putting themselves in a dangerous situation that they could have avoided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the, the thing is, it's really tricky for those people. Um, that are like living paycheck to paycheck, right? Uh, I mean, especially if you know, if we're talking about smaller paychecks here, um, like man, like yeah, maybe they could penny pinch, maybe they could save a little bit, but what would their life be looking like when they do that? You know, that just it would be just a terrible experience. Yeah. Not terrible, right? It would just be like maybe that means like oh, I can't go eat out with friends every week or something like that. You know, so that's a you know that's a sacrifice that they have to make. But when you're at that kind of like socioeconomic mm-hmm. level I feel like it's very difficult to do that to yourself and sacrifice that much when you already have maybe so little you know it's kind of like so it, it's really I, the thing is like it, it must be so hard for people on that level you know it's to kind of save and get like a safety net going mm-hmm. especially if it doesn't seem particularly imminent you know like, it doesn't seem too urgent for them, maybe. That might be another thing, too. Yeah. Like, I always try to make sure that I at least have money for a tuition, because that's really the only expenses that I absolutely need right now. Everything else I can cut cut away. So I just make sure I got enough money for that. That's the only thing that I have. And yeah, here in Canada, we don't have to worry about medical expenses. In the States, dude, in this, I'd be terrified to live in the States, my guy. Any medical mm-hmm. emergency, and you're screwed financially if you don't have some beefy insurance, or even with insurance, yeah. a lot of times you still just get destroyed financially. It's yeah. insane. It's insane what's going on in the states. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't know if you have any yeah, thoughts on that, like, uh, it's Raymond. Because I'm gonna it's hard something for some else. people because they either get to choose, you know, to set themselves up for you know later, even though it's not too much, it's still you know something. 
or get to choose the life that they want to live, you know, the lifestyle they want to live. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of... Yeah, um, and actually what you're talking about also relates to what I'm about to say, and is that for people with much bigger paychecks, people who have a lot more money, you could also kind of see the same situation a lot of the times. We've seen athletes uh, go broke after their career um, time and time again. It's actually pretty frequent. Uh, we've seen actors, we've seen other just wealthy people who made their money and then just went broke. Um, lucky for them, they often have uh, ways to make some money and get back on their feet uh, that a lot of uh, people with, you know, not earning as much, um, you know, opportunities mm -hmm. that they just don't have, right? But for even for like people with a lot more money, you do see them living kind of lifestyles mm -hmm. that they can't really afford or at least can't afford forever, you know? Maybe they could afford during this period of their time, but they're not really thinking about after uh, their, their career, or at least after the prime of their career where they're making the big money. And uh, on top of that, just kind of, having people around you who are mm -hmm. also living extremely, um, I guess, uh, lavish lifestyles. Um, that also kind of really just kind of have them buy into it and have cons consumerism at a different kind of level where, you know, oh, you know, you're only getting uh, that house in that neighborhood, but, you know, I, uh, everyone else on the team, you know, has a has a full compound out you know in the hills or whatnot you know then you have yeah. like you know people buying <laughs> yeah. exotic animals like come on uh is mm -hmm. that really a purchase that 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 is uh you know worth your money yeah, like there's for like a few people it actually might be for i would argue for most of them that's uh mm -hmm. a, a decision that probably end up regretting uh, later on in their lives so just um, overall, um, people are oftentimes consuming a lot because of consumerism that's in the culture, because of advertising and marketing. Um, and people from, uh, you know, the, the bottom not making much all the way to the, well, maybe not the very top, but from like a pretty wealthy, um, that whole range, you could end up in pretty bad uh financial situations because of uh, said consumerism and also the mm -hmm. fact that financial literacy and the whole kind of wealth management is very mm -hmm. poorly uh, taught and uh, not widespread enough. Yeah, I mean, the, the financial literacy is a big one there because all these athletes that make millions and then lose it all, you mm -hmm. know, nine times out of ten they're the mm -hmm. first ones in their family to have that kind of money right they're the first ones to make all that bank you very rarely hear about people with like generational wealth going that bankrupt you know what i mean because you know if you know if their parents made all that money and held on to it chances are they'll be able to hold on to it too because their parents will guide them or set them up somehow you know so yeah that's financial literacy yeah. and the consumerism is kind of what yeah, yeah that's it's just those yeah. are the two big ones I think that's pretty interesting we talked about yeah maybe um, maybe we could talk like more about that on a different episode just focus on the different aspects of it and what's important 
and the stuff we've learned, stuff we're learning, and the things that we think that people <laughs> should uh, know. Oh my god! Uh, I think that could be a very interesting. Bro, I was watching a video <laughs> where like these uh, these big financial influencers they started their own like not crypto uh, currency like scam. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and yeah. then at the end of every tweet, they uh, they talk about their cryptocurrency scam. It's like brackets, not financial no, advice. I mean, yeah. It's like, bro, that's not gonna do much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you yeah. gotta cover yourself, man. Yeah. You cannot, hey, man. Yeah. Yo, you show that to a judge. They're gonna be like, hey, it wasn't financial advice, dude. It wasn't financial advice. Yeah. They get sued, you know. You know, it's really interesting, actually. I always thought, like, you know, to give financial advice, you had to have, uh, mm-hmm. you have to go through some sort of schooling or whatever. But apparently, anybody can call themselves a financial advisor if they want to. There's like specializations or little certificates that you need to get uh, if you want to specialize in mm-hmm. certain fields. But legally, it's fine if you know if I call myself a financial advisor. I think it's all you need in the states. I think is like a GED, which is the high school diploma, and then you can just legally call yourself. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked in the Canada. It was from a video on. Yes, it was from this one couple who moved to Portugal, right? Because we're trying to move to Portugal. And they're like, oh, why we don't like financial advisors? Mm-hmm. And I always thought you had to go through school and, you know, yeah. if somebody called themselves, I always mm-hmm. figured, yo, yeah. financial advisor, it means they know their stuff. Guess not. I think, they uh, know nothing. I think uh, know. it depends on the, uh, yeah. the country and the regulations so, around. Yeah. But, yeah. I think so, Canada is a little bit different advice. because it's, it's yeah, more regulated. Sure. But, yeah, no. Some countries, it's it's really sus, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even when it's more regulated, a lot of people are just not very really good at their jobs, and uh, a lot of people, even if they like know stuff, a lot of time they're not really invested in you as a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and just overall, like uh, a lot of times, you can't just fully go with a financial advisor. It's always a good idea to know your own stuff. And then uh, if you feel like you want an actual financial advisor, then yeah, go for it. But mm-hmm. then think about what the person is telling you too, and you know? uh, decisions like, that they suggest. They're not just going to give you, you know? advice. You um, know? And uh, yeah, there's always something they, yeah. they want in return. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not uh, obviously nobody can know everything. So um, there are opportunities and um, out there that financial mm-hmm. advisors don't know of. And oh, yeah. or they perceive it differently than you might um, because of the personal experience or because of the particular stra- strategies that they use. And oftentimes, um, you know, they could be right. And oftentimes they could be wrong. So just kind of know your own stuff and make your own decisions and just kind of it's always good to have a background for yourself mm-hmm. and um, not always trust other people all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my little mustache. Are you going to fish in here, George? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I just noticed it. Yeah, that's dope. I was like, yo, he's got something on his lip. I just didn't shave it. Did he just eating or something? Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, no, that, that reminds me from that same video as well about financial advisors. I think the YouTube channel is called Our Rich Journey. The name, the name makes it sound real pretentious, but um, they they were talking about it and how they went to like one financial advisor and. The financial advisor said, oh, I could do your budgeting. I could do your investing. I could do your trading. I can do your real estate. I can do everything. And he gave like a, like a massive list. And if you look at the list, anybody who knows anything about those things knows that like you cannot do all those things. You cannot do all those things. There's no way you can do all those things. It's impossible to do all those things. No one person alive can do yeah. everything there. You have to have mm-hmm. multiple people for different stuff there. Like it's not that's not a thing, dude. That is not a thing. So, yeah, no. Yeah. And, and you know, I've seen just uh, on um, on a lot of the tech stocks, people are asking uh, um, their financial advisors for like advice on uh, you know when when they should sell. And when they should show when the, they should buy and stuff like that, and uh, seeing like stories again and again of them getting advice that end up being like terrible, because some of these things are just very difficult to predict. Um, <laughs> so you know, if you just straight up, yeah, like if you just straight up trust someone yeah. without I mean, you know thinking about it yourself and just going with it, there's plenty of potential for you to uh, mm-hmm. lose money and also just not. Uh, maximize their gains and obviously then you also get people like what learns is talking about who's saying that they could do all these things and i was like come on really (laughs) can you (laughs) oh man bruh no no my favorite one i just remember this the last thing the last thing on the list crypto i can manage your crypto (laughs) come on dude (laughs) Nah, 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 that's too good. And nothing against crypto, but nah, a financial advisor. Pretty sus. Dealing with crypto. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. To me, that seems a little bit suspect. That seems a little bit suspect to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, especially with, uh, you know, with meme stocks becoming so popular nowadays. Who wants to see a 2% return over the year? Who wants to see a 5% return over the year? It, it, it doesn't look sexy, man, you know? So, if a financial advisor yeah. is like, yeah, you can get you 20, 30% returns, 50% returns, no problem, dude. Yeah, I don't trust you know, that one, but... I mean, no, what I know, I'm not buying that. No, thank you. Keep me away from that. Unless, unless your name is Jim Simmons, I don't want it. All right? I don't want it. Okay. Um, yeah. Because even if they do get you those returns, you just got lucky. Some risky, risky plays or something, you know. Yeah. And especially if you got a lot of money, yeah. the best bet. Yeah, you just got lucky, but yeah. minimum risk. That's the name of the game. Always, always Low risk. At that point, when you get that capital, if you got not financial advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. It's crazy. But have you have you guys heard about Jim Which Simmons or whatever? It? This guy's insane. Oh, yeah. And yeah. his and his hedge fund? I think it's like Renaissance Sounds Capital familiar. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, the ones that get crazy returns consistently. And why 
what are they doing, dude? Uh, what are they doing in there? What math? What mathematical models do they have? I need to know. <laughs> Come on, everyone wants to know. What are they doing? Black magic or something? A hundred percent, Man. Like, I think they had a they they had a hundred percent returns one year, dude. How's that Damn. possible? Yeah, and then they've had like I think I think and they've had like years where they have like thirty, sixty, fifty percent into them because that sounds had, very like, big, big like, It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm assuming they're looking to it. You also have to consider they're relatively small. I think they they have a lot of money. Yeah. They have a lot of money, but they're not like they're not like Berkshire. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a lot of the bigger hedge funds. So they're dealing with less capital. I think that might play a big role in it. Yeah. Merch I could never do mm-hmm. with that capital. doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> man, those hot cheetos getting to me. Um, but, man, they've been doing that for decades, man. <laughs> like, since before we were born. It's ridiculous. Because you'd think nowadays with, like, algorithmic trading, and then maybe, yeah, okay, sure. Were they doing that back in the 90s or whatever? Like, what? What were they on, dude? And then Jim Simmons, dude? Oh, my God. He has, I forget what the, like, a field something yep. in mathematics, which is, like, that's, like, the pinnacle of mathematics, apparently. That's, like, up there. Oh, my he goodness. It doesn't get better than that. All right, that was super smart. Cold War dude, too. Like, um, like um, apparently during the Cold War, he, they had yeah, like, when you're... encryption or something like that. Yeah, and that's um, apparently where he learned a lot of stuff that helped him. Uh, I mean, that, that makes on. sense. He learned that it's all about just getting yeah, right but like math academically, when you get to those high levels, it's so abstract, man. It's so like, but, it's crazy yeah. the stuff that they do or are trying to do, and like it's Oops. it's all Greek to me, man. Like past a certain level, it just none of it makes sense anymore. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, I forget, I, I don't know if it was his PhD or if it was, like, something else that he produced, but he didn't just do, like, some really niche thing that was, like, oh, it just happened to be really good. Like, apparently, like, the, the stuff that he's written has been cited thousands of times. No, uh, like, it's insane. Go, like, this dude is crazy smart. You know, if you make a paper yeah. that's, like, yeah. that goes that mainstream yeah. and at uh, that level, that's ridiculous, you know? Yeah, we've done, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, we've done a great show. So if you want to start, right, right, right. Lorenzo. Maybe let's do highlights, I guess, yeah. That's a highlight? <laughs> all right, all right, yo, highlight of the week. The heat wave we had here, man. The heat wave. <laughs> Got to like four. Yeah, man, it's never going to, well, I hope it never <laughs> happens again. But, you know, what? it was very interesting. Uh, it got to like at one point in my car, it was, and my car said it was 43 degrees outside, man. All time high, Vancouver, BC. Vancouver, BC. What's yeah. going on? It was like crazy 43 degrees Celsius, all time high, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. High. yeah, and then somewhere else in yeah, BC, no, you got the highest like recorded temperature 47.9. Like you know, yeah. Um, right, what about you, Ray? Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, pool, crazy. pool's running nice and fine now, you know. Uh, switched up the system to salt and everything. So, Yo, dude, Apex, dude, yeah. Genesis, dude, Genesis is pretty, nice. pretty nice. Yeah. What about you, George? 
Wow, very nice. Yeah. Huh? Nothing much has happened in the last week overall. Um, mm-hmm. I guess uh, I guess the highlight would be in the lab. I'm actually starting to get some results. <laughs> so uh, if I could actually just reproduce them, then I'll be in a good spot. But if I can't, and then, then I won't be. So, uh, so far, that's a highlight. So we'll have to see, uh, you, know, yes, sir. you know, in a few days what happens. <laughs> but it's a good start. It's a good start for me right now. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's it for us this week. Thank you for you tuning in. And we yes, will sir. see you again. Or talk to you again next week.